Hi, so I'm Sheena Greitens with the University of Texas at Austin, and I'm here talking to Zach Cooper at the American Enterprise Institute. And uh, we're going to talk about Zach's recent piece in War on the Rocks called Five Critiques of the Trump Administration's China Strategy. Um, Zach, one of the things I, I wanted to ask you about that I was particularly struck by um, is, uh, you know, you give five very different critiques of the administration strategy. Could you start by maybe just giving us a, in a nutshell, what, what it is that you're trying to say in this article? Sure. Well, first, thanks for having me. And, you know, I think the, the challenge for the Trump administration is that they have some very smart people who wrote this China strategy and they, um, they worked really hard on it for over a year. Um, but the challenge they face is that they have multiple audiences. And I think it was impossible for them to make all of these audiences happy. Uh, so they have a domestic audience and they've got a couple of different versions of that, you know, some who are more dovish and some who are more hawkish. And then they have some international audiences and in particular, not just uh, in China, but also U.S. allies. Um, and then they had the president and all of those audiences wanted something different. And so I think what you see in this uh, in this document, the strategic approach to the People's Republic of China was an effort to try and make many of them as happy as possible. And in, and I think the the writers tried to do their very best, but my my assessment in the end is that uh, some people will say the administration's approach is too confrontational. Others will think it lets the Communist Party off the hook. Um, allied uh, friends will find it still too transactional. And the president is most likely uh, to find it um, not transactional enough. Uh, and then uh, I finished by arguing that if anything, the strategy was, was too late. You know, it comes three and a half years into an administration. Um, and so for those reasons, I think the, the strategy has really been, been challenged um, even though the people that wrote it put a huge amount of time and effort into it. Well, you know, that's a, that raises another interesting question. So, you know, we have a national security strategy, an Indo-Pacific strategy, and now a, a China strategy. Um, these three different documents that have been released at different times in the administration. Um, and so there's a question about sort of, you know, how coherent the administration's stated strategy is over time. But one of the things I also thought was really interesting about your piece is the tension between what's in the strategy document and behavior. And you point out, for example, that in its written strategy, um, there is no sort of push for regime change. In fact, the strategy explicitly repudiates that. Um, but this administration has has prompted more discussion about whether there is a regime change element to their strategy than I've seen in Washington, D.C. Um, in a while. And, you know, part of that comes from major speeches by administration figures. Part of it comes from the series of actions the administration's taken lately. But can you help us talk about how your piece helps us make sense of this tension between what's in the strategy document and what we're seeing in various steps the administration's taking their behavior? Yeah, I, I think this is one of the biggest challenges the administration has. It's explained repeatedly how problematic the Chinese Communist Party's behavior is. Um, and so it's kind of natural to say, well, if you think the Chinese Communist Party is that bad, then don't you think that it would be better if the Chinese Communist Party went away? And so, you know, you've had people like Steve Bannon say uh, to the party that it should, quote, dissolve itself, declare immediately that it's going to go to democratic institutions in a democratic form of government, end quote. And I, I don't think anyone really believes that the Communist Party is going to do that. But I think there are some 
who want that to be the message. They want the message to be regime change. And Gordon Chang in a, in a piece after I wrote this said I was, I was uh, missing the core point of the strategy, which was regime change. Um, but if you actually read the strategy itself, it says the exact opposite. It says, quote, our approach is not premised on determining a particular end state for China. U.S. policies are not premised on an attempt to change the PRC's domestic governance model. The United States has no desire to interfere in the PRC's internal affairs. So I think the strategy is incredibly clear that it is not regime change. But then you're you're absolutely right. If you listen to senior administration officials like Mike Pompeo, you definitely get the sense that Mike Pompeo uh, is channeling. You know, he, he's repeatedly said at um, at the Reagan Library, uh, or sorry, at the Nixon Library, that he's quoted Nixon in saying that you know the goal is to change China. So I think this strategy, in some ways, uh, is is a little too cute. It's trying to say here are a huge number of problems with China, but at the end of the day, uh, we're not trying to change the Chinese form of government when in fact many people in the administration do think that regime change should be the goal. That's fascinating. And I'm sure we'll see that tension play out in a lot of different areas in the, the coming weeks. I also wonder if that's, you know, that tension is part of why and the and the timing of this document is part of why we've seen a relatively restrained response from China um, to some of these recent steps. Maybe they're they're waiting on November. Um, we're out of time, but thanks so much. I appreciate you uh, coming on to talk about the piece and congrats on having it out. It was a fascinating read. Thank you, Shana.